You don't seem to understand something. I'm in charge here. When 900 years old you reach, look as good you or not. Hmm? It's a very philosophical thing to say. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today, it's more stories about dad. My dad, your dad, everybody's dad. Doesn't it seem like all the dads are the same? There's like a dad playbook and they all share it. And I should know because as a dad, I have pages to that playbook and I share it with everybody. It seems all our dads say the same things, have the same jokes, have the same attitudes. And when you're a kid, you look at dad and go, (laughs) okay, old man, whatever. And then when you become the old man, you go, oh, I get it. So we're going to talk about dad and dadisms and the things dads say and why they say them. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, this is not all my work. I mean, I have a notebook of all the stuff my dad said, but then I look around and my notebook matches up with a lot of the notebooks that are out there. Yeah, my dad said that. Yep, he said that. Yep, he said that. So I'm telling you right out front, you're going to know this stuff. But that's the beauty of dads. We hear something that a dad said and we go, yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, that's my dad. So because I'm recording this the week before Father's Day, I figured it would be a good time to share some more dad stories. As I mentioned, the dad stuff, the dadisms, the things dads say. When you're a kid, you go, really, dad? You crazy, overworked, middle-aged, nut job? What the hell's wrong with you? Don't you get it? And then when you get to be that crazy, middle-aged, nut job, and you start passing on the same messages, you realize that your dad was just trying to tell you he knows some stuff. And he's trying to impart some wisdom on you. Now, some of the stuff is crazy. I mean, you can start with the simple one. You fall down, you skin your knee, you get dirt on your shirt. Ah, little dirt never hurt anyone. I mean, what sense does that make? I need you to help me, Dad. I've, I've fallen. I've skinned my knee. Help. Ah, little dirt never hurt anyone. It's when you fall down, you get dirt on your shirt. Or if you drop a piece of candy on the floor. Or you drop your fork on the floor. Dad picks it up, hands it to you. Go ahead, use it. Little dirt never hurt anyone. Which is true, really. But you know the subtle message there? It's don't be a baby. You're a little tougher and stronger than you think you are. Just use the fork. Eat the piece of gum. Shake it off. But on its surface, that's kind of a crazy thing. Ah, little dirt never hurt anyone. Now you guys all know this one, I'm sure. And I've said it in the stream. I'll turn this car around. My dad's variation was, don't make me stop this car. You'll get out and walk. Now, I've told the story. My dad made good on that threat. One time. One time, I was putting up a stink in the back seat. Me, my sister, my brother, we were all in the back seat. And I was doing something, you know, the older brother doing something stupid. Because that's what older brothers do. And I don't remember what I was doing. I have no idea. But it was enough to piss dad off. Don't make me stop this car. And of course, I didn't stop because, what, I was eight, nine, ten years old, something like that. And I kept doing it. And all of a sudden, the car comes to a stop. (laughs) Get out. What? Get out. But dad, get out of the car. Oh my God. He made me get out of the car. And then he drove away. Now, he didn't drive far, but the fact that he drove away, oh my God, (laughs) they're leaving me here. That was no more than five miles from the house, something like that. And if he'd actually left me there, I still would have made it home eventually. He drove like a quarter of a mile up the road. I could see the car and he pulled over to the curb. But I'm trudging up the street. Oh my god, he stopped the car and made me get out. He didn't ever have to make that threat again. He made good on that one. 
don't make me stop the car. And he never had to. What about this one? Your dad ever tell you, I'm not made of money. The variation of that is, what do I look like, a bank? Basically, stop asking me for money. There's a sub-variation too, money doesn't grow on trees. I'm sorry, Dad, I won't ask for money ever again. Of course, Dad's bailout was always, go ask your mother. That was Dad saying, I am not answering this one. This is your mother's territory because either I don't want to be the one to say no, or if I say yes, there's going to be hell to pay, so go ask your mother. Dads are not stupid, they know. Dad's always concerned about the electricity, the furnace, the water. Turn off those lights. Do you think I made a money? That goes with, shut the door. Do you think I'm trying to heat the whole neighborhood? That was the winter version. The summer version was, close that fridge. Do you think I'm trying to cool off the whole house? And God forbid you should touch the thermostat. My dad was a true believer in sweaters and hoodies. If the thermostat broke 68 degrees during a winter day, who touched this thermostat? And at night, 65. Not only was it 65, but he and my mom slept in the bedroom with the window open in the wintertime. So you'd have the thermostat set at 65, so the rest of the house was nice and nippy. And then as you walked past their closed bedroom door, you'd have an arctic breeze coming out from underneath the door. It was like a tiny Alberta clipper sliding under the door and freezing your toes every time you walked by. But God forbid you turn the heat up. Who touched this thermostat? Now, touching the thermostat, adjusting the temperature, that would often lead to the wide and varied warnings that Dad would give. I'm not going to tell you again. The variation of that was, this is your last warning. Don't touch that thermostat. I mean, of course you're going to tell me again, because what are you going to do? I'm going to turn the temperature up. You're going to yell at me. I'll be warm for an hour. And then it's back to subarctic. You know, kind of a variation on those were, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. I mean, he never would, but that was always the threat. Stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. (laughs) Okay, I'll try. And have you ever tried to stop crying when you're crying? You can't do it. I'm sorry, Dad. It's just I was so cold. Here's another good dad one. What part of no don't you understand? Right? You've heard that one. Along with, am I talking to a brick wall? And then you can add in, what did I just tell you? I don't know, I wasn't listening. If I'd have ever said that, I would have definitely been hit with, I'll give you something to cry about. Then there's the philosophical side of things from Dad. I'm not talking just to hear my own voice. Maybe you are. It's a nice voice, Dad. But you'd always get that if you weren't paying close enough attention. And I mean, close attention, you had to be paying attention. That would be sometimes paired with the, am I talking to a brick wall? Because they work well together. But, yeah, if Dad was talking, you were listening, no question. Then there were the times where you'd go to Dad and you'd want a little comfort. You'd tell him about something that happened in the neighborhood or at school. And Dad would look at you. Long pause. Who said life was supposed to be fair? (laughs) Oh, thanks, Dad. Just the support I needed. But you know what? There's a great message in there because as a kid you think, well, that's not fair. Why does he get that and I don't? So you go to Dad to complain, and Dad, who's been down the road and has lived a lot of life, knows already life isn't fair. And sure, Dad could sugarcoat things, and he could say, well, I'll go talk to the teacher, or do you want me to go talk to his father? But Dad's not going to do that, because Dad already knows life's not fair. And so Dad figures, what the hell? Toughen him up now. Who said life was supposed to be fair? And Dad was right. Dad was right. Life's not fair. He was just doing us a favor at those early ages. Get that into your head, kids. Life is not fair. And Dad wasn't afraid to tell you. 
Now, all of those are things that my dad did say. Those are things that he used. And yes, I have included them in my repertoire with my kids. Absolutely. But as I was researching for this and going through my own personal list of things that I say as a dad, because I'm very self-aware, I know when I say stupid dad things, I have a list. But there are others that people have told me about or that I've read about that I'm sure you've heard about as well, too. And those are dadisms just as good as the ones my dad used. The old, I'm not sleeping, I'm just resting my eyes. My dad never pulled that on us, and I've never said it, but I know a lot of dads say that. Grandfathers, too, they're good for that one. Now, I've seen this one on TV. I've heard other dads do it. Whatever you do, don't tell your mother. My dad never said that, but I do understand it with the dad and the kids doing something that maybe mom's not going to approve of. My dad never pulled the, when I was your age, card, but I've pulled it. When I was a kid, (laughs) oh, it was so different. Heck, most of this podcast is based on, when I was a kid. That's usually in conjunction with something along the lines of, they don't make them like they used to. Again, my dad didn't really say that one. I've said it, because they don't. They don't make them like they used to, whatever it is. Cars, watches, computers, phones, they don't make them like they used to. The built-in obsolescence is strong in the world these days. Another one my dad didn't say, but I've used, and I've heard a lot of people use it. The early bird gets the worm. Rise and shine! Oh, is there anything more annoying than that? There is not. I know, because I've used it on my kids. Rise and shine! But the early bird gets the worm? Oh, is that so annoying? I know that it is. And I use it on purpose. The early bird gets the worm. Do it in a bright, cheery voice. It makes the kids want to get out of bed and just strangle you. But it gets them out of bed. The other annoying one? Ah, little pain never hurt anybody. It's so counterintuitive and so annoying, but it makes the kids stop thinking about the pain. Oh, dad's being an idiot again. Ah, little pain never hurt anybody. Shake it off. Rub some dirt on it. Rub some dirt on it? Why would I do that? Gives them something to distract themselves with. Rub some dirt on it. That'll work. Now, one that I picked up over the years, my dad never really had to do this because I didn't really lie to my dad. I didn't come up with tall tales. I didn't come up with stories to cover my ass. If you've seen me play games on Twitch, you know I'm a Paragon guy in Mass Effect. I always do the right thing. It's because as a kid, I always did the right thing. I might avoid the truth as long as possible, but I didn't come up with stories. I learned, however, when I had kids of my own that other kids do come up with stories. So I found myself using the phrase, which I'd heard other parents use, Do you think I was born yesterday? Now the variation of that, which I'd also heard from the olden days, Do you think I just fell off a turnip truck? I like that one because it's a little more colorful. The image of a country bumpkin falling off a turnip truck. But yeah, you need that phrase when you got a kid coming in and telling you, A man jumped into the car and grabbed the wheel. Really? Do you think I was born yesterday? You can also use, this isn't my first rodeo. That has general applicability. I think less effective on kids, but you could use it there if you wanted to. The turnip truck is a good one, though. You can use that one. Another one of my favorites that drives the kids crazy. If ifs and buts was candy and nuts, we'd save them all up and eat them at Christmas. There are variations on that one, too, but that's my favorite one. And of course you have to use that as a dad. If ifs and buts was candy and nuts. That's the short version. And if you've trained your kids well, they know the ending by heart. I know, I know, Dad. We'd save them all up and eat them at Christmas. And of course, there's the ever-popular, even a blind squirrel finds a nut now and then. It's just one of those dad things to say. As I was prepping for this episode, there was also some phrases that I found that I wished my dad had used, and I wished that I'd had. They're just great phrases. So I had to include them so that you might be able to use them somewhere down the road, or you can be on the lookout for them and go, aha, I heard about that one. 
The oddest one that I came across was, you could drive a wooden man nuts. I liked the sound of it, but I didn't know what the hell it meant. Wait, you could drive a wooden man nuts? And I finally figured out, oh yeah, a man made of wood, no feelings, no sensory perception, and yet you're being so crazy that you're making the wooden man go crazy. Oh, I get it. But the phrase is great. You could drive a wooden man nuts. That's a great one. Now, this is one that I found that I'm shocked that my dad didn't use. You know, the fly that buzzes loudest usually gets swatted first. I was such a noisy kid. I was always fidgeting. My dad would always tell me, stop it. Settle down. Stop making that noise. Whatever I was doing, my dad was up my butt. Stop it. So I'm surprised I didn't hear the fly that buzzes loudest usually gets swatted first before I started doing this episode. But it's a great phrase. This is more of a grandpa one. But I could see my dad saying this one if he'd had it in his repertoire. Well, worrying about things you can't change is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but doesn't get you anywhere. That was kind of my dad's philosophy in life, too, and I'll tell you about that in a couple minutes. But yeah, worrying about things that you can't change is like a rocking chair. It does give you something to do. Now, this may be my favorite dad phrase that I'd never heard before until I started researching this episode. And if you run across a guy who's an idiot, this is where you get to use it. He doesn't know whether to check his ass or scratch his watch. Is that perfect? Is that perfect dadism right there? It is so dadalicious. You just gotta love it. Now, I had to include some dad jokes, too, because it's a Father's Day episode, really. But before I put those in, I wanted to include a story that I'd recorded actually two years ago for my very first Father's Day episode. And I decided not to include it in that episode, but I still have it. So I figured I'd include it here today just for fun. So here it is. There was a time when cell phones were not the norm, and uh, my dad was not an early adopter. He didn't buy into technology like I do. If I catch wind of something, I'll jump on it. On the other hand, my dad wants to make sure it's going to be there for years before he would consider buying into it, and cell phones was no exception. But I thought it would be a great idea to give him a cell phone as a birthday present one year. I knew that he didn't want to spend his money on a cell phone on this unproven technology that who knew if it was going to, if it was going to take hold. So I said, dad, here, here's your birthday present. It's a cell phone. And it was at the time they were called pay as you go cell phones. They've brought that kind of concept back. There was a period of time where that was big, then it faded out. Now it's back again. And the pay as you go was different back then than it is now. They would charge you uh, cents per minute. To make a very long, complicated story short, every month my dad wanted to buy new minutes and you had to buy them every month because they didn't carry over. So he would would calculate how many minutes he was using, how much time he still had left, how much time he expected to need the next month, and then he would do an analysis of what the appropriate card was to buy. He wouldn't just buy a $20 card or a $50 card or a $10 card. He had to break it down to make sure that he was getting the best bang for his buck without losing any of the minutes from the previous month. And if there was some lost minutes, he would be on the phone to AT&T and complain about the fact that they didn't carry over the proper number of minutes. They got so tired of dealing with him, they they would just give him whatever he asked for after a while. Because that's my dad. He was very persistent. Finally, I was visiting him and I saw him running his little spreadsheet and doing the calculations for the month. And I said, Dad, for the love of God, I'm just adding you to my family plan here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. $10 a month. I can afford $10 a month. You're on the family plan. Stop with this already, would you? 
Oh, no, you don't have to do that. I I can afford my own phone. I know you can, Dad, but please, (laughs) for my own sanity, I don't care about you. Just here. You're on my plan. Give me that phone. And from that day forward, he just stayed on my family plan because it was making me crazy watching him do the calculations every month. But that was my dad. So that's my obligatory dad story from my dad. It still makes me laugh thinking about him. His little calculator, his little spreadsheet. I still have all the paperwork from that too. But now it's time for some dad jokes. We're not going to do too many because, you know, they can be painful. But what Father's Day episode would be complete without some good dad jokes? Like, I tried to get reservations to a library, but they were completely booked. Or how about this one? I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. One of my personal favorites? Oh, this graveyard looks overcrowded. People must be dying to get in here. Then, of course, there's... I made a pencil with two erasers. It was pointless. And then, of course, there's... I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. And then perhaps my favorite of the newest dad jokes is this one because it actually makes you think. And as you think about it, you'll go, Oh, God, why did you do that? And to me, that's the sign of a perfect dad joke. You ready? I ordered a chicken and an egg online. I'll let you know. I mentioned before that my dad's philosophy was don't worry about things you can't change. And this is one of the things that I took from my dad. I think I've mentioned it before, but it's worth mentioning again. My dad would always say, woulda, coulda, shoulda could have done that, you should have done that, you would have done that. My dad said, don't worry about woulda, coulda, shouldas. He didn't believe in having regrets over choices that you made. The choices were made, what's done is done, and it's a lot of wasted energy to worry about what could have been. Now, he didn't believe in making snap decisions, for sure. But if you weighed the pros and cons and came to a reasonable conclusion and decided to follow what you thought was the best choice, he would not only support you, but he would also advise you not to have regrets about the choices that you made just move forward. And that's a philosophy that I've tried to have throughout my life. It really makes a lot of sense. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Don't worry about them. You can call it water under the bridge. You can say what's done is done. You can say what's in the past is in the past. But it all means the same thing. You can't worry about things that have already happened that you can't control. So just move forward. And so that's what I've tried to do all of my life. I try not to worry about the stuff that is gone. It's over. It's done with. We're on this road now. Let's see where it goes. And so that's what I try to do. Thanks to my dad. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of things. As always, thank you so much for listening. I truly do appreciate all the time you spend here and all the support you give me. You guys are the best. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. Have a happy Father's Day, and I'll see you when I see you.